You are listening to selfdiscoverymedia.com, where illumination and inspiration is but a click away. With so many genre topics for you on everything that you need to know in life, we celebrate and share the people who have taken the journey before you and who are now here to serve you with their wisdom and their knowledge. The next show coming up is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Eco Solutions right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today, um, the lovely beeping going on in the background, sorry, is Dwayne Sternholm. Um, he actually has a Danish name, but we're not pronouncing the J, so no offense to any Danish people out there. <laughs> It's the future of agricultural cultivated industrial hemp and how the cooperatives are in the integral part of it. Hemp has been around forever. Hemp is absolutely a brilliant product. Hemp has so many benefits across the board that serves the planet, that serves us human beings, that serves us in so many ways. And yet, for so long, it was banned. Oh, you could get high off hemp. And it just stopped production of it altogether. Well, now that has changed. And one can actually start growing hemp. But that doesn't mean everybody just goes out and grow willy-nilly. There is a process to it. And this is what Dwayne has done. He's got this process to it. Of course, when he took it on, he didn't know it was as big as it is. But we're going to find out exactly the wonderful benefits of hemp, exactly what you do to go about to doing the process, really what it can replace, like trees and, and so many things. Um, of course, we know for it for um, CBD oil, sorry, dyslexia, I constantly get those letters the wrong way around. Um, it's a great oil. I use it myself, fantastic, but that's not the only use for it. It's used in clothing. That's not the only use for it. If we plant um, um, a field of hemp, the amount of oxygen it puts out will replace the forest. So let's look to the benefits of it, how it's been processed and, and where the market is for it. Now, I had Dwayne on before over another wonderful product, which he's put on hold right now, which is a, a community of like souls and like spirited people that came together to support and enable one another. And this uh, humanity on this planet but he's just put a pause in that put a pin in it right now because he's gone down this road and it's taking all his time but we will go back and talk about that a little bit because it's not gone forever you're a busy man Dwayne. busy 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 <laughs> <laughs> well you, you rest your rest i guess uh, yes yeah they're gonna say when you're dead right <laughs> yeah <laughs> and well, uh, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger yes <laughs> well you know we went we went we had the big picture of the other uh, United Earth Ecclesia, and now we've taken it down to the local level because all politics are local, and uh, we want to bring economic prosperity back to rural America where it's, uh, it's been missing for so long. And hemp, hemp's the plant to do that. Um, and hemp, you know, hemp is cannabis. Mm -hmm. uh, all hemp is cannabis, but not all cannabis is hemp. Right. Uh, it has to have a 0.3% or less percent of THC to be considered hemp. The only way you can get high off hemp is to make a rope out of it and climb a tree. <laughs> Good kind of high. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it does have wonderful benefits. Uh, uh, 
right now the uh, everybody is uh, jumped on the CBD bandwagon, and yes. that's great because CBD ha does have uh, some some great medicinal purposes. Um, but there's a lot more to the hemp plant than just CBD, and we're focused at the Colorado Hemp Processing Cooperative. We're focused on using the entire plant because uh, different parts of the plant can be d used for different things. Um, what we're proposing for our processing plant when we get it up and running is we'll be doing whole plant processing and we'll produce four raw materials, well, actually five. Uh, the four from the, the plant are the clean and uh, sep sorted, separated seed. Uh, all the seed doesn't mature at the same time, so you have to separate out the, the mature seeds from the immature seeds. And then you have to separate that from the, the leaves and the stems, and then the residual flower that you also can capture when you harvest the, harvest the seeds. So we have one, one product is the seeds, and they can be used for a lot of different things. Uh, they can be used for food, and probably mm -hmm. the best thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, food, clothing, housing, those three. Uh, the hemp can supply all three of those. And, and the food, start, we start with the, the, the seed, and that's the food aspect. But you cannot, a lot of the cosmetics are made from the oil out of yes. the oil seed. And uh, you can even turn the oil seed into uh, biodiesel yeah. to, to run your car. Um, so that there's a lot of uses for the seed. The flour, uh, that's typically what's being uh, processed to extract the CBD. Uh, when a hemp plant is pollinated, the levels of CBD go down. So that's why the CBD growers only use the female plants. They don't want them to be pollinated because their value goes down. So the, and, and consequently, they have to go through a lot more steps in growing their hemp. First of all, they only use female plants. Um, hemp is normally dioecious, which means it has male plants and female plants. And so they only use the female plants. They don't want the pollination. So in order to get only female plants, you either have to do clones or you have to do uh, what they call feminized seed. And that's a very complicated process. Uh, sometimes they use uh, uh, silver, uh, claudial silver and, and different things to, to make the plant just do feminized seed. And even feminized seed is not 100% feminized. You're still gonna get a few males in there. Mm -hmm. So even if you use feminized seed, which costs last year $25,000 a pound, Wow. <laughs> uh, um, you're not, not going to get 100%. So yeah. yeah, so you have to go walk your fields and make sure that, that no males have, have sprung up. <laughs> and then the other thing is uh, the, the hemp plant has the capability of becoming hermaphroditic. So mm. the females can actually have a male part to them, and they can also do pollen. So they have to watch out for that. So, and then there's a lot of, lot of uh, hand work. If you're planting from, from seedlings or from clones, uh, you have to plant the live plants just like the tobacco guys used to do. And so that's a lot of hand work. And then also the, um, the, the harvesting is a lot of hand work and then they have to hot, dry it and all of that. And so it, there's just a lot of work involved. My cousin works for the, uh, Natural Resources Conservation Service over on the other side of the Colorado, 
And he, he, they've estimated over there that it costs $15,000 an acre just to grow and, and uh, a one acre plot of uh, CBD hemp. So that's a, that's a lot of output, you know, so you got to make sure that you get a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, remuneration for that. Um, no, that sort of explains why it is so expensive. I mean, yes, it's also yes. <clears throat> being prescribed by doctors and, and, and really encouraged by it now, and it really does work on a numerous amount of things. So I can and it even works for pets. Yes, oh yeah. No, I mean, any living tissue, it's absolutely right. brilliant for on so many scales. <clears throat> um, so, but I, I now understand why it's so expensive, because you get a tiny little bottle. And right. It, and it's really, really expensive. And obviously, maybe that's been already diluted or added stuff to it so yeah. you know now when you actually understand the process you have a lot more respect right. for the work that's being put into it and for the end product so that's fine we'll pay yeah. that price because of the work being done right well um and and like i said the cbd market's always going to be there and that's great but we want to use the whole plant that's yeah. that's the other problem with the cbd guys they just use the the flower mostly of the plant rather than the whole plant and right now, we've, around Colorado, we've got tons and tons of these hemp stalks just laying around that they don't want to really throw them away because they think there's some value there, but you can't really process them in the more traditional way with a decorticator because decorticators require a tall, straight plant, whereas the plants that the CBD guys, they, they, they only plant one plant every three to five feet, and so the plants get kind of bushy. and they're shorter and so they don't run through a decorticator very well so you can't you can't really separate them into the two components the bast which is the outside bark part and the herd which is the inside pith part uh, and those two products are the other two products that we'll be producing uh, from the whole hemp plant so we've got the seed the flower the bast and the herd from the stalks but we've also got all this waste product from the CBD guys and and even the uh, medical and rec marijuana guys here in Colorado because uh, they basically do the same thing as the CBD growers. They just use the flower and not the rest of the stock. Uh, but the, uh, the laws have changed here in Colorado, so we can be allowed to process those, those stocks into something useful rather than just having them go to waste. Before that, they were having to put it, they were having to adulterate them and put them in a landfill and the landfill starts saying, wait, wait, we don't want all this stuff in our landfill. So they did change the laws for, the, for that. So what we're gonna do with that, all that waste product, because nobody's growing agriculturally cultivated industrial hemp uh, right now because the, the, the money's at the CBD. Unfortunately, the supply demand curves uh, of the CBD market are gonna cross at some point mm -hmm. and it's not gonna be as lucrative uh, to grow for the CBD and, and pay that $15,000 an acre that it costs just to, just to grow it. Um, so uh, we're gonna take, uh, take that waste and turn it into what what's called biochar and biochar has been around for about well 3,000 years plus probably is it uh, they first discovered it down in the Amazon the uh, native Indian populations down there which were sizable they um, they had the same problem that we have in modern uh, modern society uh, we have all this waste 
you got food waste, you got mm -hmm. human waste. Mm -hmm. and, and so they started burning it and then putting it back in their soil. I didn't realize how really poor the soil was in the Amazon. You'd think it'd be all rich, yeah. but it's not. I, a friend of mine that was down there, he said that some of the trees down there, the roots actually come back up out of the ground to get this amount of nutrients from the, the leaves and stuff that have fallen on the ground because the ground itself is so poor. But the uh, native population started burning all their waste and then putting that back on the soil and they found that it, it helped the soil to rejuvenate and made the soil uh, microbiome much healthier and so they could grow a lot better crops there. Actually, and, to pause you there on that one, I mean, normally, um, like for organic field, if I, if I remember this right, it's like a 10 years you have to leave a land for it to be, you know, enriched again before you can regrow on that land, which of course is so unfeasible with the amount of demand today. So with the hemp waste, uh, will it... Um, it will expedite the process. Right. It will expedite the, the remediation process. And it'll also, uh, like the, the fields that have been used to grow GMO crops, like especially yeah. GMO corn, uh, because of that whole GMO thing, they have all these chemicals they have to put on that to get it to grow properly. And unfortunately, those chemicals are killing the microbiome under the soil. Well, they're also killing people too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the amount too. of diseases that are that coming too. out from the GMO. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're not, we're not. Uh, 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 what is that? Uh, glucose intolerant. We're glyphosate GMO intolerant. intolerant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have. Yeah, done quite a number of shows on the GMO, and, and yeah. really, it's it's changing the chemistry of our body, and it's causing yeah. so many issues and brain problems and numerous yeah. issues. So well, if we could replace the GMO with the hemp. Yes. That seems to be a natural no-brainer. Yeah, and hemp is a natural phytoremediator, and it can help you know make the soil better. But with the fact, with you add the uh, biochar into the soil, and and you can't just add it, just add it. You have to you have to do what they call charge it up with some microbiome. And there's a natural way to do this if the government will get out of the way and let us do it. <laughs> if you if you feed it to cattle. If you feed a small amount of biochar to cattle, it goes through the animal's uh, digestive system and it picks up some of the microbiome in the stomach. It helps make a healthier animal and it also cuts down the amount of emissions, right. uh, gas emissions yes. from the animal. Yes. So there's a lot of benefits there. And then you can also, if you have like a feedlot where you have a lot of cattle, you can just take the biochar and, and put it on the ground there and uh, the, the manure that's already there will help uh, charge it up with the microbiome. And plus, it, it retains water, so it holds down the dust, mm. and, it, and it also absorbs odors. So the, the feedlots are not going to smell as bad. So there's a lot of benefits to it. Yes. And then you can take the, that manure that has the uh, biochar that's charged up with the microbiome, and you can take that and put it back on your fields, and you've got the short-term carbon, you got the long-term carbon, and you got the microbiome. So you're going to be have a natural, all-natural way to make that soil better and make the uh, microbiome in the soil more healthy. Which, if you have a healthy soil, you're going to have healthy plants, right. and so you're going to have less need for pesticides and right. herbicides and 
and fungicides okay. and all so, of that. So really what we're looking at here is, you know, government we know most of the time is in bed with industry and corporations. Yes. You know, pesticide has been banned pretty well everywhere in the world, but America. Yes. Um, you know, we know that this is just handout, right? The same with pharmaceutical. Sure. Um, you know, we know that hemp and OCB oil and all of these type of things are the cure. Um, but, you know, obviously pharmaceutical does not want to see that that's their interest. So they're going to make sure they put the barriers in the way by using uh, the politicians with yes. these laws, right? Coming up sure. with something that's going to scare people, um, which is completely wrong. Why don't the farmers and everyone get together and actually put you know, not only a proposal, but a, a, a lovely little simple that even somebody in the White House could understand um, video together on exactly the benefits of it, where they don't need the pesticide, where you don't need um, the GMO, where the, if the productivity will be better, reducing the gases, uh, more carbon in the air, uh, more moisture into the land. So if you've got parched lands like California and a few other places that have had it, it helps with that. All of these benefits, if you put it in a very simple little sketch type thing, and, you know, show Here's it little, to them, you know, yeah. you have to keep it simple for the politicians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I am uh, fortunate enough to, in Colorado, the uh, once hemp was taken off schedule one, um, the state. the restriction. That's the restriction at the federal level. Right. That, that happened with the farm bill back in December of 2018. So hemp is no longer a scheduled substance. Um, so, uh, now, at that point, uh, the federal government gave the states two options. The federal government is coming down with some guidelines on how states can regulate their own hemp industry, or the states can formulate their own plan and submit that to the federal government and say, in this state, this is how we're going to administer that. Well, our governor, it, 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 for his foresight, he put together what he called the CHAMP panel. And CHAMP stands for Colorado Hemp Advancement and Management Plan. And we, it's, a, it's a, a, a collaboration of uh, people in local, state, government, as well as the private sector. And we're divided into eight different panels on different subjects, like I'm on the seed and R&D panel. There's also transportation, testing, insurance, different, different aspects of the hemp industry. And we will be formulating together, the private sector and the government officials, how to move uh, the hemp industry forward in Colorado. And then what comes out of our CHAMP plan, uh, plan is what we will submit to the federal government and say, this is how Colorado's gonna do things. So I, that's one way that we're kind of addressing mm -hmm. what you were talking about is we're trying to do that. It's not easy no. and it, uh, it's going to take a while. We're still in the wild, wild west here because mm -hmm. the, the hemp on the federal level has only been legal for nine months. So we're just now giving birth, I guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got out of the gestation period. Now we're giving birth. Uh, at, uh, but it's still the wild, wild west. So. Um, but, but, you know, going, you are up against, you know, when it does come to government, you know, you are up against the special interests. Yes. And, you know, we're, we're at a stage planetary where our planet's in trouble. 
It is. It's in desperate trouble. And, you know, we keep talking about we're running out of water and we're running out of this, and we're running out of that. And by, you know, uh, 2050, we're going to be running out of food. Well, it seems to me just by simply what you have said about the hemp um, of, you know, mixing it back into the ground with all the nitros or whatever it was you were saying that goes into that, that combination yes. uh, on so many areas that are in trouble that, you know, this is something that is almost a UN thing, not just a, you know, a country right. thing. Right. Oh, yes. It's a worldwide yeah. uh, effort. And uh, uh, we at our cooperative, we're, our favorite word is collaboration. Oh, my favorite word too. And I was fortunate enough to hear a speech, a live speech by the late uh, Buckminster Fuller, the, uh, the inventor of the geodesic dome. He was a big advocate of world citizenship, mm -hmm. but he, and he, he was a brilliant uh, inventor. He, he, like I said, he invented the geodesic dome. Um, but he, and this is about 1980, and at that time he was saying, you know, if people don't start collaborating instead of being in competition, right. the human race is going to extinguish itself. Yeah. And he's yep. very right, you know, so. Well, Mama Earth is evicting us. Right, right. <laughs> Get that pest out of here. Exactly. Vermin. <laughs> <laughs> Which, so, if you look at our behavior, we have become. Yes. You know, we really have become. And we have to really look at our behavior and go, everything that we're reaping at the present moment is because of what we have put out there. Yeah. And, we, and, yeah we, we just have to change from competition to collaboration. Also from consumerism. Yes. You know, this need that more is, is more. It isn't, you know, yeah. and that you're not defined by what you have. You're defined by who you are. Correct. And, you know, that whole paradigm now is changing where people are understanding the value of your life is what comes from within you, not what's around you. Right. Unless it's nature. And then if you are one that is feeding nature that supplies for all races, um, on all living creatures, then, then you're truly abundant, which is yeah. something we need to encourage more. Yeah, there's only one race, the human yes. race. So yes. if, we, if people don't realize that, then oh. we're in big trouble. We are in big trouble. <laughs> yes. We're uh, waking up. Our organization, we're, we're working towards that education. I mean, that's crucial at this point right now because there's so much misinformation or lack of information about hemp out there and so we we were the first we did a first the first program uh on hemp at rfb tv and again that's a one-hour show you can go to our website if you want to watch that replay and uh, our website is uh cohpc.org and um we're, we're the website's still a a work in progress. We'll ha, we're going to have a, a CHPC Hemp Emporium, uh, Hemporium, if you will, uh, for all products hemp because we want to promote product hemp products. So hemp's only hemp products are only used in about maybe five percent of of households in mm. the United States. So we've got a huge market to yes. uh, to expand to, um, and and the. Uh, the audience for our FBTV is is rural America, so we're we did that to get out the the correct information about hemp. That, I mean, there's so much misinformation. I, 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 I was talking to one of my uh, lifelong friends, and she she did not know the difference between CBD and THC, mm -hmm. you know, and so. 
you know, one can get you high and the other, you know, gets you well. But you don't want, and THC actually, they've shown in numerous studies that it can kill cancer. Yes. But uh, so, you know, there is, there is that medical aspect of, of the cannabis plant. Um, but we're going to be uh, just keeping uh, doing education and uh, working towards uh, getting there was there was over 90 million acres of corn grown in the United States last year. There was 78,000 acres of hemp, and most of the 95 plus percent of that was all for CBD. Whereas what we want to do is grow it agriculturally cultivated, and what that means is that you're growing. We're we're going to be more in harmony with Mother Nature. Yes, we're going to grow from seed to seed, unlike the. And it's not feminized seed. We have both both yes. sexes. We're not we're not sexist. We like male <laughs> plants and female plants, and, and so we grow it from seed to seed. And it's going to be fully mechanized from seed to sale. No nobody out there hoeing weeds in the middle of the hot sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then it's whole plant processing. And the difference being in the in the way that that's cultivated is that. As whereas the the CBD guys plant one plant every three feet or five feet, and it gets short and bushy, and uh, and it you still have room between the plants. There's weeds that you have to take care of. Uh, we plant it very densely, 75 to 90 plants per square yard or per square mm-hmm. meter, and uh, what that does two things. Uh, once you plant the seed. You, you make sure it gets water so it sprouts very quickly. It can sprout in a week. And so once it sprouts, it creates a canopy over the ground because it's so dense and the sunlight can't reach the ground. So the weeds can't get any sunlight so that there's, you don't have a weed problem. So you don't have to use herbicides. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. And so the other thing that, that planting it that densely does is because the plants are so crowded, they can't they can't branch out, so they grow just straight and tall, mm. and uh, that's the kind of stalk that you need to decorticate into the bast and the herd, the two constituent parts, and so um, the whole. And then when you go, you say the plant gets uh, ten feet tall, or and so when it wants this one, and all your seed and your flowers at the top of the plant because it doesn't really have any branches down below. And so you go through and you harvest the top of the plant, just the top of the plant and the seed and the flower and there's some uh, leaves and stems in there. And then you take that to your processing facility and sort that all out. And then you just leave the stalks standing in the field because you want them to dry out uh, because uh, they decorticate much better when they're dry because there's a, a substance called lignin that is the glue that holds the cells together. And as the lignin dries, it makes it easier to separate the bast, which is really the long flat fiber, the fiber that's traditionally used for textiles, from the herd, which is the short fiber in the middle of the plant. And that's, that's typically used for things like hempcrete or paper or those kind of things. So you, you just leave the stock standing. They can, they can stand out there for two or three months. They can freeze, but you just wanted to get them naturally dried. And then you're not using resources, auto, you know, 
dryers, gas dryers, any of that stuff. So you're not contributing more to the global warming. You're just letting nature take its course. And then once they're dried, then you come back and harvest those stalks and you run them through the decorticator. And then there's the decorticator line past that. And so if you take the herd, if as it comes out of the decorticator, it's, it's perfect size already for making hempcrete. And there's a lot of attributes about that. And there's, and, and there's even things way past hempcrete called hemp geopolymers, which I won't even get into right now. But, uh, but if you want to make paper out of that herd, you have to further process it almost down to like a powder. So the hemp, the, the, the corticator line further processes that, that raw material into whatever spec the buyer needs to make whatever product that they'll make. What about clothing? What's the process for that? <clears throat> well, unfortunately, um, that's to typically made out of the bast fiber, which is the outer bark. Mm -hmm. um, and that's also, that's what they use to make uh, rope and twine and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff too. But ever since they, the clothing manufacturers in, in the United States have started making synthetic fabrics, there's no infrastructure in the United States left to take that fiber and turn it into a bolt of cloth. There's and an that's opportunity. A, and that's a very, but it's a very expensive uh, opportunity. Mm. It's a 50, 50 to $100 million to, to get the facility to do, to take that fiber and turn it into a bolt of cloth. Um, now they are talking about uh, chemically processing some of it and then extruding it just and it makes an, just another synthetic fabric and if you take that and test it it'll say no plant material detected so we don't want that either no. and that, that we don't want them to artificially process that but there's uh it's going to take a while for the clothing uh side of things to catch up china is so far ahead of us in that regard that we can just you know buy bolts of cloth from China and then here we can turn them into finished goods. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a more realistic opportunity at this point because it's going to take a long time to get all that infrastructure in place to, to take that raw fiber and turn it into a bolt of cloth. But the, that bass fiber can be, or, yeah, the bass fiber can be used for a lot of other things too, especially building materials. Mm. Um, there's a new company down in Kentucky that are, making what they call hemp wood and they've tested it and it's it's structurally sound and you can use it as a replacement for two by fours or or flooring and and so um that's that's a, a positive but that's where you use the bass fiber there's also um there's super capacitors and super capacitors typically utilize a substance called graphene and graphene is a one layer, one atom layer sheet of carbon. So it's, you know, only one atom thick, but that's what holds the, the ions in the, in the supercapacitor. Well, graphene is very expensive to produce. And they found that the bast fiber can be processed so that it can be a substitute for graphene at a much less cost. And so you can replace the graphene with the, the hemp bast fiber and make uh, just as good a super uh, capacitor, which has the capability of helping us with all the energy storage. And a super capacitor is like a battery, 
but it it uh, it's typically a capacitor is fast charge, fast discharge, where a battery is slow charge, slow discharge. But with technology, you can you can make it uh, a fast charge and a slow discharge. So if you had a a hemp supercapacitor in your new Tesla, instead of when you go to to uh, to charge it up. It, typically, it takes 45 minutes to an hour to charge up that battery in the Tesla. But if you had a hemp supercapacitor in there instead of a, a, a regular battery, you could charge it up in three minutes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's another, that's just another possibility for the well, hemp fiber. I mean, fiber. actually, no, that, I'm going to pause you on that one too, because like I know in London, you know, they're changing over all their cabs, all their taxis yes. to um, electric. And one of the biggest problems they're having right now, there isn't enough stations and it takes so long to charge. Exactly. Well, in, in, in public vehicles, having a quick charge, you know, um, police, you know, other emergency vehicles, cabs, yeah. uh, everything like that, then that's, that changes uh, the game altogether, doesn't it? It means going yes. electric completely isn't really too far-fetched or far no. afield. And they're still, they're still perfecting the hemp supercapacitors, uh, but at least they're doing the work and, right. uh, and they'll get there for sure. They're doing actually a, a test uh, a big industrial test using hemp supercapacitors down in South Africa for for energy storage down there. That's just two. And then the the, the hemp geopolymers that I mentioned, um, uh, you can utilize those in building materials. And the the just like hempcrete, the nice thing about using hemp as a building material, like a hempcrete wall, for example, uh, it. It has the capacity to breathe water. So if the humidity goes up, the water, it's, it takes in the water. As the humidity goes down, it lets it go. So you don't have to worry about mildew or mold. Right, and, right. Um, so that's a real positive. Uh, unfortunately, hempcrete is not strong enough to be uh, load-bearing. It can't support a roof. Right. So if you're using hempcrete to build a house, you still have to frame it before you make the walls out of hempcrete. And now, granted, maybe you can use the hemp wood that the, the Kentucky guys are just now coming out with. That may be one alternative. Frame it with the hemp wood and then make your hempcrete walls. Or you can use hemp geopolymers, which we're working with a company that's, that's right now in the final stages of their uh, testing for, for compliance with the building standards and all of that. And he, he's going to be building these panels that are like 10 feet, 10 square meters big and one thick, one foot thick. And these will be all, it's all CAD cam computer generated uh, panels. They'll have uh, spots for the windows and the doors. They'll have uh, pipes in them for the water and the electricity. But then all these modules, they're just like a module. They're kind of like a, a, a Lego, Lego. set. Mm -hmm. They, they kind of just all snap together. So once you get those modules made, you can take them out to your building site and you can, you can erect a 1,200 square foot house in three days. Wow. And because – and the uses – and hemp geopolymers, you're using other, other uh, minerals and things to, to make the actual material. And but it still has that same breathable quality. But you, it, it much it's much better looking. It, it you can texture it. You can put patterns in it. And he's even talking about it, putting in these uh, uh, 
frequencies like like the love frequency as they yes. build the panels right and so it would just be infused with that yeah so i've that, got people who do that yeah <laughs> I've got exactly loads so, of people who do that so um and but the the night the, then he uses the the herd on the outside but then he uses the bass fiber as the insulation on the inside and these walls have a r value of 80 which is unheard of you know mm -hmm. most houses are 30 or something like that and so it it's energy saving um and so that's just another option for the hemp building materials uh, so there's there's so many options there's so many people doing a lot of research right now I'm just pausing you for a moment. Your light seems to have gone out on you. Oh, I'm probably, uh, well, the, the window in the back, I can turn on a light here. Yeah, turn on a light bit. Is, is that better or worse? What, for me? No, that's much better. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm going to pick that back up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I want to break it down now because you've covered so much. Let's just break it down, the one, two, threes, and fours of exactly what, first and foremost, how long does it take for a field of hemp to grow before you can go to full production? For a whole plant processing, the average, it depends on the cultivars, it depends on when you plant it, it depends on a lot of factors. Uh, but in general, uh, it takes about 100 days from the time you plant it till the time it's ready to be harvested. So kind of like three and a half months. Yeah, it can, some cultivars are maybe 120 days. Right. No more than 120 days. So we're looking under four months. Three to four months, Right, yes. for a full production. Right. Now let's break it down exactly what it can do, right? So the flower can create the, the CB oil. Yes, right? and there's the even oil. a thing now called smokable hemp flower. People are using it instead of cigarettes or mm -hmm. even marijuana because you're still getting the CBD benefits right. of that, uh, even though smoking is not the most healthy right. uh, way to ingest it. It's better than smoking cigarettes. Yes. A and um, so that's, that's one possibility also for the flower uh, besides just the extraction of the CBDs uh, in that. Okay, um, then you, the leaves and things like this. Um. The leaves, um, the leaves can be made into the biochar. That's kind of the leaves and the stems. Some extractors, there is a little bit of CBD in the leaves and the stems, uh, but it's not a lot. And some some extractors just shuck all of the leaves and the stems and the flower just right off the stalk, and then they that biomass they put into their extraction facility and then they get every bit of uh, every bit of oil they can out of there and there's a lot of different extraction methods uh, the most common is probably ethanol but there's uh, supercritical co2 there's people using propane butane hexane and all of these have their positive and negatives and i'm not the extraction expert nor do i want to be we will just produce the flour and then we will give it to the, sell it to the extractors and they can do with it what they will. Um, but that's, that's one market. Uh, then of course there's the hemp seed, which we already talked about some. That's, uh, that's probably one of the most valuable parts. Uh, I mean, other than the fact that you're gonna be able to make more hemp plants. Right, <laughs> yeah. 
So let's break down exactly what the hemp seed can do because I want to summarize it. You know, the, yeah. the one, two, threes of it. So give us a few pointers on the hemp seeds itself other than the regrowth. Right. Uh, okay. It can be used for food. And ironically, uh, you can go, I can go to Walmart and buy hemp hearts. Yes. But I can't take that hemp seed, which is made from hemp seed. <laughs> it's, it's the inside of the hemp seed. And, but I can't take my hemp seed that I grow in my field and feed it to a cow. And if that cow is going to be sold on the open market to be consumed by someone. Because the law, one of the, they're the afraid laws. that the cow is going to get high and pass yeah. on the high. Oh my exactly. God. I never mind it. <laughs> so it um, has to, we have to get it on the approved animal food list. Now, if I'm going to, if I'm not going to sell that cow, if I'm just going to eat that cow myself, I, I can do that. But if I'm going to sell it, then I can't. Right. But th that's just the, the hemp. Um, it also, the oil out of the hemp plant can be a substitute, uh, the hemp seed oil can be used as a substitute for almost any cooking oil mm -hmm. um, and you can make flour out of it so you can make bread or tortillas or whatever you want and a lot of different possibilities along the food spectrum and then uh, also the hemp seed oil has got a lot of uh, omega-3s omega-6s omega-9s so it's really good for your skin so they make a lot of cosmetics Memory, skin, out of that heart everything yes yeah may, a lot of that and then like i said before you can even make biodiesel out of it you know to to run that would run on just a regular normal diesel engine it'll it'll run on hemp diesel a bio hemp biodiesel so now the the inside of the of the bark that is used for the herd the herd is used for Mainly, uh, mainly for uh, hempcrete is probably, again, we go back to, you know, food, shelter, clothing. Mm -hmm. Those are the three top things that we want to use hemp for. And so it's, it is as perfect for the building materials for the hempcrete and the geopolymers. And, um, and as well, you can uh, make it powdery and you can make plaster out of it or stucco or something like that. So you can make a night. Hempcrete is not very pretty by itself, but right. you, can, you can make it prettier. But you don't want to lose that breathable quality of it. So you, right. you need to make, you can't just, you know, see, you don't want to seal it up right. with uh, some other substance. And of course, you, the strength of it is quite considerable, the resilience of it. Right. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, and uh, I have people talking about, you know, hemp roof, hemp roof panels, and um, it's conceivable you can build a whole house out of hemp without cutting down a tree. And right. that's, that's the goal that we want to get to. And it, like you said, that, you know, just, just the fact we're growing hemp instead of trees, we give more, we get more oxygen out of that. And so that's, that's positive too. And, and then in the case of the biochar, um, we're, we're actually sequestering carbon. So that's cutting down on the global warming. Right. And, and that, that biochar that was done in the jungle in the Amazon, that was 3,000 years ago. And that biochar is still in that soil. Right. So it, it sequesters it for a really, really long time. Un, unlike uh, cow manure, for example, it sequesters it also, but only for two or three years. So it's a long-term sequestration rather than a short-term one. So how big a field would you, uh, or acre, would you have to have for it really to get up into the carbon 
you know, and help with the air. I mean, is this something that every city should look at creating a hemp park or, or growing them just purely to purify the air? I mean, is that feasible? Um, I don't know on that one. Um, the uh, one thing you have to contend with, and we, and I had the, my recent champ, last champ panel meeting uh, last Monday um, in Colorado uh, with the uh, legal rec and medical marijuana laws. Every person in Colorado can have up to six plants of marijuana. So, uh, unfortunately, that creates a lot of pollen, and that pollen can actually cross-pollinate with the hemp plants. Right. So that, and that makes the hemp plant more unstable, the genetics. So, uh, that's, that's a big problem we have to worry about right now. I envision the day when both the CBD growers and the uh, medical and rec uh, cannabis growers they will have to grow indoors mm -hmm. because if, if they don't want their, their, their crops to be pollinated, that's the only way they're going to be, be protecting them because we're going to have millions of acres of agriculturally cultivated industrial hemp and there's going to be a lot of pollen out there and the only way that they're going to be able to continue what they're doing is to do it indoors, which of course makes it more expensive too. Right, exactly. Green, greenhouse or indoor mm. grows are very Well, I mean, they've expensive. already got greenhouses for other things. So just, you know, it's well, it, it, over, yeah. really, you know? Yeah, so. well, they, they, if they're growing uh, uh, for CBD they, and they're doing clones, they have to have a greenhouse anyway or an mm. indoor grow facility in order to get their clones ready for transplanting outside. Yeah. So everything is feasible. The thing is, we know that, yeah. you know, when there is a need for something, there's always a solution for something, then it's just the applying of it. Right, right. You know, and the, the reindustrializing one thing to another because the other is more beneficial. So, you know, which part is used to, to I mean, you say to feed the cows, but also to mix in with the, the soil that then That's the biochar. That's the biochar. That's the inside. And, and that's, no, that's, Actually, that's the stocks that are being wasted by the, the CBD guys okay. and, and, the, and the cannabis guys. And then any waste that we would have in our process when we break down, um, when we break down the, the hemp plant into the seed, the flower, and the bast and the herd, there's still going to be some stems and leaves and waste there that we can, that we can utilize to turn into biochar. Um, and and this, would, this would benefit all livestock. Yes, I mean, you know, I, what, yeah, what I yes. want you to see is a reduction on meat eaters anyway, because we inhumanely become meat manufacturers and yes. what these animals go through. And people have got to understand if an animal is treated and terrorized, you're actually eating that chemical yeah, yeah. in the body. So anything that is more humane and, and more respectful and obviously passes on the nutrition is better. So while people are still going to eat meat, at least eat healthier meat, yeah. but the cow being healthier and a healthier environment around it because this huge manufacturing of animals is creating such a problem globally in the world with, um, is, is it methane or what is it? Does it? Um, yes, methane, methane mostly, yes. Right, and, uh, and water, it consumes so much more water. Than, sure. than is needed so um there's a lot of things that 
we can change too. Now, you know, hemp's been around for one hell of a long time. It's you been know? around a lot longer than we have, and that's why yeah. we have an endocannabinoid system in our bodies because we actually adapt. You know, animals used to eat hemp. Hemp was before animals, and then the animals came along. They started eating it. Then we started, came along and started eating the animals. And so that endocannabinoids have mm -hmm. been just passed down the chain in the evolutionary chain. So that's why we have our, our own endocannabinoid system in our bodies. And so, so when did I, that change? Why did we stop producing hemp? Because it was a threat to big timber industry, uh -huh. big pharma industry, mm -hmm. uh, and all of that. Uh, Petroleum. So basically, it's the last Petroleum. couple of hundred years then, 150, no, 200 it years. It changed uh, in the 1930s. Oh, really? Not even yeah. that far back, right? Yeah, right. that's when so it was. Again, that was greed. greed. It, it was all greed. <laughs> it was people like uh, uh, Hearst and Carnegie mm -hmm. and those guys that saw it as a threat. And they, they unfortunately, are just like now. They had enough politicians bought and paid for that right. they could get that, that uh, done. And... Really, they were banning hemp more than marijuana, but yes, they uh, they, they they they, they used the hysteria in the other way. The yeah. the reefer madness was yeah. a way to get yeah. both of them banned. So because we know fear sells, and people buy fear by the yeah. dozens. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, with the Amazon right now, you know, so much of it being burned. You know, would you see, you know, some of this hemp stuff? being the way to kind of bring the Amazon back. It's going to take a long time for trees to grow there again, but could you see hemp being a beneficial part to any land that is burnt? Because, oh, yes. You know, because is it, is it fairly adaptable into that kind of soil to it, grow in? You can grow hemp on every continent except for Antarctica. It's very adaptable. There's thousands and thousands of strains of hemp uh, uh, out there, cannabis, and um, I, I see it as very feasible as a, as a as a interim crop mm -hmm. until the trees can come back. Right, because uh, trees, it, I mean, they take a numerous amount of years to mature. Right. But in the meantime, the hemp can be neutralized, you know, um, neutralizing and nutritionalizing yeah. the soil, and then also be, you know, the the president of Brazil. It's like, oh, oh we want our, you know, uh, Amazon people to have cattle because they'll make more money than the Amazon um, gifts that it has to the world. Well, yeah. how about hemp instead? Yeah. Right? Well, hemp is a phyto, uh, uh, phytoremediation plant, and they're actually using it at Fukushima and Chernobyl to help mm -hmm. clean up some of that radioactivity. Yeah. And, and the thing also with biochar, you can do a process with biochar called oxidatively modify it. And what that does is that it adds more ionization to it because a lot of its filtration properties come from ionization. And you, once you do that, it has enough ionization to filter out things like radium. Mm. So you can filter out radioactive elements with using hemp biochar filters. It can, it can not only, it's not only good for soil remediation, it's good for water filtration and air filtration. So there's three uses of biochar besides soil remediation. So, I mean, Africa, where all the lands are parched. Yeah, it, right. and it does retain water. So right. it, help, it helps the soil retain water. Most of your microbiome in the soil is aquatic. So 
if it gets too dry, they just kind of go into hibernation and don't do anything or they die. And so it, the more water you can keep in, in the soil, the better for the health of the soil. That's why we're l really looking towards uh, 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 cultivation that is, is regenerative and sustainable mm. rather than, than the GMO type of right. stuff. Yeah. You know, we want to we want to do everything the more natural way, and and if you if you plow a field, for example, you're you're undoing hundreds of years of of building that soil yes. because you're breaking up all the micro the arbuscular mycorrhizal fungi and um, and all these other things that that help the soil. The the, the soil uh, biology is more complex than the Amazon. There's more. There's more organisms in a handful of soil than on the whole of the earth. So, you you got to treat the soil right yeah. first, and, and and it's a natural it's a natural way to do it is with the hemp biochar. So, so would it be a good idea in between um, harvesting to then harvest hemp at least once because it's you know a four month period. And then reseed and and plant, you know what it is you want to grow after there, like wheat or anything else, because then the hemp has neutralized the soil. <clears throat> yeah, it depends on where you're at, uh, your latitude is, and your uh, your growing season, how long your growing season is. But you do want to always, you never want to have bare soil. Right. That's the worst because it, it doesn't, it gets too hot and the microbiome doesn't like that. Gets too dry, microbiome mm. doesn't like that. Whereas if you have organic material in the soil and then some type of cover crop, it keeps the soil cooler, it, it retains the moisture. And so all of those regenerative farming methods are, are absolutely essential to, to utilize moving forward if we're going to really do this the right way will it grow uh, nicely in the winter uh no oh, no not we, during snow but well you know it no it it you have to be above freezing it can the hemp plant can can um excuse me the hemp plant can sustain light freeze a little bit but heavy freeze it'll no. it's it's a per, it's a annual it's not a perennial right. so um it, it, you couldn't grow it here in Colorado in outside unless you have to. You would have to grow it in a greenhouse. Um, you, you just can't do it. So that is that is one limitation. But but you can use an you can grow a hemp crop and then maybe for example plant uh, winter wheat on that mm. and then it would come up and and you could harvest that and then you could still get in another hemp uh, crop later. Because you can plant hemp, you know, the best is to plant it in this in this latitude. Uh, uh, plant it like in April. You can plant it. The, the earlier you plant it, the uh, taller the plants are going to get. Uh, because the hemp plant has basically two phases to its growth cycle. One is a propagation one where it grows tall. And then the second one is the flowering where it, does, it stops growing and it just puts all its energy into making the flower. Um, so uh, the longer you have in that, and it's a, it's a time sensitive thing by the length of the day mm. is, is when the hemp plant changes from one 
from the propagation to the flowering mode. And so the earlier you have it in, the taller you're going to get the, and the, the more uh, biomass you're going to get. So you want to get it in early and uh, give, give it the, the most time that you can for that propagation period. If you can get it in late, but you're just going to have short plants. And so, I mean, how many times a year can you plant it in one year? Really only one um, and get a, a good crop um, because you're limited again by the freezes. Like our, our growing season here is about 160 some days. Right. So, so it depends where you are. If you're California you or are. other places, you can yeah. do more. Right. Yeah. Down in Mexico, they can yes. probably get two, maybe even three crops a year. Anywhere where it doesn't freeze, right. you can get, you know, two or three crops. You know, you but we're limited. But then when in the um, in the tropics, the uh, the hemp has a tendency to produce higher levels of THC. So you got to be really careful there if you're gonna, because you have to stay under that 0.3 percent to be considered hemp. And that's another another whole issue that's an arbitrary number right if it was one percent nobody's going to get high on one percent and even though and the way it, our laws are written here in colorado if you go over that one percent uh or over that point three percent you're supposed to destroy the crop and oh that makes that makes no sense no. the department of agriculture gives you a little slack if it's over three point three but under one percent They'll let you, they won't make you destroy it, but you can't sell it to anybody. You can use it for your own use, but you can't sell it. But if it goes over that 1%, they, they do make you destroy it. And so one of the things that came out of uh, the meeting that we were talking about is we just need to change the law. So if a hemp crop does go hot, which means goes over the 0.3%, then we can still utilize it. You just can't utilize it in something that's going to be ingested. So right. you can't you can't do the smoke smokable flour. You can't do beverages. You can't do tinctures. You can't do food, but you can make hempcrete out of it, or you can right. make hemp supercapacitors, or you can make uh, ethanol or biodiesel, or you know all of those things. It's amazing, actually, when you think about it, like how many things hemp is is so useful for, and you know how how ridiculous it is that we have allowed. You know, this industry, here we go and get incredible technology machinery. Imagine back in the 30s, the 50s, the 60s, as we were advancing technically with machinery, with hemp, we right. would not be facing the no. dire need that we're facing here today. This no, I, whole eco solution that is this eco problem that's going out right now is man's making of sure. man's greed. Yeah. So, we, here are the solutions. There's always solutions around. This is why the show is called Eco Solutions because there are so many solutions. One right. of the biggest problems is is breaking the laws that have been protecting the few's bank balances. I call them the greedy a holes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you know the thing is, we, we've got to stand up and say no more. We're just yes. not going to tolerate yes. this no more. And you know, I think the whole political system that's especially going on around in the world and especially, you know, North America at the present moment. Yeah. And everybody's shaking their head going, oh my God, how could this ever happen? And I think right. it had to happen because it had to show us how bad it had got. Right. You know, when you've got somebody tweeting everything, it's all exposed, <laughs> right? Yeah. Whereas yeah. before it used to be quietly behind closed doors. Sure. You know, sure. now it's, so what are you going to do about it? 
Yeah. Because yeah. it's an invitation for us to wake up, step up, and do something about it. Well, and, and that's where the internet <coughs> can be useful. Yes. Because now we could actually share valid information. Yeah. That, and not all the fake news and the yes. fake and all Hysteria. of that. Yeah. Yeah. We can actually communicate the, the reality, the uh, that how we want to create the new reality, and and make it uh, make it sustainable. I mean, and back to Buckminster Fuller. If we don't, we're going to be extinguished. Right. Yes, absolutely. And this is no joke. No, you it's know, not. It, it's also you know vibrationally, we're putting so much negative vibration into this planet. She's beginning to crack up. This is why yeah. we're seeing so much retaliation from her. Yeah. And you know, it's uh, this is our causing. We are. <laughs> Yeah, I think zero one percent species on this planet. Yet we are right. the most destructive, and it all comes down to greed. Yep. And you know we have to look at greed as the enemy. Yeah. And and that is what we have to take on. And and greed actually comes from competition. Yes. And yes. we're and we're taught that from first grade. You know, right. I want to get a better grade than you. Yeah. You know, we're in yeah. competition for good grades, and so right. we got to change that whole thing. Yes. Yeah. You know, like the Japanese, they don't even give their first three grades any any grades they they just teach them how to be good people right they don't, they don't issue grades and yep. that's what we have to do yep. is follow that kind of model we, we've put so much importance on on self-importance rather than the investment into self and uh, so many people are suffering from depressions from anxiety from you know who the hell am i you know uh, the amount of divorces the amount of people <coughs> turn to drugs or turn to something else because they're seeking themselves because everything has been an outside and nothing yes. has been an inside job yeah. and you know this whole thing to do with with you know mother earth right now and her her stamping her feet and saying, I'm not going to take this anymore. We have the solutions. It's just, we've got to check our behavior. Yes. And our behavior right now on this planet uh, in every way is causing the problems here. And you oh, know, it's, time to, it's time to reflect. It's right. time to look. It's when you're pointing a finger, it's always oh, that person's fault. Politicians fault. There's three fingers pointing back at you. Yes. How are you a part of this equation? What are you doing? Okay, no, you can't yeah. go out and grow, a, you know, or hemp. But how about looking at the people who are growing and start buying the products? Yeah, supporting the hemp yes, growers in some exactly. way. You know, that it's such a crisis that's in this rural America right now. And it's been caused by the greed of yeah. big ag and big pharma. And, you know, there's record suicides from yes. farmers, record bankruptcies. And it's because they've monopolized everything. They, they've turned the, the 21st century farmer into an indentured servant. Mm -hmm. and, and they get in these financial holes and they just can't get out. And so we want to use hemp to change all of that. Right. And that's why we're, we're, our model is, is, a, is a collaborative model. It's a, it's a cooperative. It's a true cooperative where we reward, we protect and reward the people doing the work. Mm -hmm. But we also have the ability to uh, raise funds to build our processing facilities. And those people will get their, they will get paid back and then they will, uh, join the rest of us in, in sharing the rewards as, as we move forward. But um, it's a whole different business model than the corporate model. It's, yes. a, it's a collaborative model that, that yeah. works for everybody. It's a win-win-win situation. It's a win for you. It's a win for me. It's a win for Mother Earth. And so that's why we've chosen that model. And, and 
you know, if people want to learn more, they can go to our website. We're still uh, working on that. Buy him products, buy him, him parts, you know, support the hemp industry is important. Like I said, there's only 5% of, of the households that have used a hemp product. So we've got a lot of long way to go. We want to build these markets up to where we have millions and millions of acres of hemp cultivated and, uh, you know, providing the food, the housing and the clothing. And the uh, oxygen. Every, and the oxygen. Yeah. And the nutritional. Yeah. For the soil. I mean, it's, it's just, an, it's, it's, there is nothing to argue about here, except, no. you know, get off your greedy horse and make this, uh, you know, yes, you can protect it, you know, because one of the things you're protecting of an overgrowth in the wrong places, right? You've got to make sure that it's spaced sure. out so that you're not, right. over, as you said, pollinating. But there's enough for everybody in the world. Oh, yes. And, and you know, we, this is another thing we've been brought up to believe, scarcity, scarcity. Get while you can. And it's like if nobody should go hungry in this world. Nobody, because no. the amount of waste of food. Well, there's plenty of resources. Yes. They're just being hoarded by the yes. upper 1%. Yeah. Unfortunately. Exactly. And, you know, the thing is, upper 1%, why are we giving them all the power? Yeah, we're 99%. And the how you change politicians is by changing your community. And as a community standing together saying, No, we're not going to do it your way. You exactly. represent us, you're exactly. going to do it our way. So yeah. the 99% stand up. <laughs> please. Yeah. Well, that's the way we feel about our business collaborators. You know, if they don't want to play by our rules, you don't play with us. Right. Because uh, these are the rules that are meant to protect and, and keep us from going down that wrong right path now. that, that yeah. we're already at. So uh, that's, that's how we're moving forward. Well, it's a collaborative community, isn't it? And what we've got to yes. understand is that we're all communities, whether it's global, whether it's local, it right. matter, we're all communities. And if everybody stepped up, it's not about my community against yours. No, it's my right. community. And how can I collaborate with yours? How yes. can I support yours? How can I celebrate yours? Because it's like big, huge feast at the table. Everybody's going to bring a dish. Yeah. Right. And, you know, being today, um, and I know this is, this is going to be aired later, but, you know, the, on 9-11, after the original 9-11, uh, people all came together mm -hmm. regardless of race, religion, yeah. uh, any of Finances, that. position. Yeah. Yeah. And so we need just to have that as esprit de corps come back yes it's got to not be just at a time of crisis no this has got time. to be how you conduct your community your life yourself on right. everyday basis and as i said the solutions are all theirs they say you know god doesn't give a disease without a a cure a few feet away and hemp just look at the benefits there's so many and benefits we've just talked it. about a few of them right right and I'm sure there's even more to be discovered. Oh, sure. You know? But it's the thing, one little seed, you know, and, and essentially take it into looking at us. We come from one tiny little seed. Yeah. Look how incredible we can be yeah. when we choose to, to water and nurture our conscience, our capabilities, our love, our caring, our kindness. When we decide to nurture that, we are an amazing human beings that can be so yes. productive and so creative and so giving. And that's what a hemp seed is doing. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, you know, if you, if you give that hemp seed to a chicken, he's going to make better eggs. 
Right. And you're going to eat better eggs without yeah. all the chemicals in it. So yeah. it, it's a no-brainer all along the line. And, you know, it doesn't matter what crops are out there, whatever yeah. it's feeding, it's, uh, you're getting a product that is good for you, no matter which way we use it. Yeah. And that's why we're in this industry. We want to just do everything we can to bring that uh, to to every person on this planet that have, you know, give them food, give them shelter, give them housing, give them a way to make a living, give them healthy food, give them uh, dignity. Yes. And Opportunity. Nobody, like, like you yeah. say, nobody has to go hungry in this no. world. There's plenty of resources to yes. feed everybody, um, but they just, they're just not allocated uh, properly. And the hemp plant can do that because anybody can take a hemp seed and plant it and give it a little water. Yeah. Yes. And it's yes. not that easy to grow, believe me, but, yeah. uh, but that's the basics. And, and that can be done on, on every continent except Antarctica. You could probably do it there in a greenhouse, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> terribly yeah. expensive. <clears throat> yeah. But, you know, you've got some people that go and live there underground. Yeah. Grow some of right. your own hemp seeds while sure. you're there, right? Yeah, you know, they could do that. The, yeah. Definitely exactly. do that point is there's always a solution and you've decided to to take this solution and produce it in a way that as you said you're doing it with the community you're doing it as a cooperative um where everybody comes together there is no hierarchy you're in it together you're all yes. creating this wonderful feast to share out with the community yes so can you again give us uh, your site again spell it out for people so they know, exactly know and how people can get hold of you if they're interested and want to know more or how they could be a part sure. of this the website is co like the the uh, abbreviation for colorado co hpc colorado hemp processing cooperative cohpc.org and there's, uh, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, there's a place you can send me an email there, or there's my phone number on there, and you can call me. Uh, we're all about collaboration. Uh, I would recommend that you go to the uh, media page and watch the one-hour show we did on RFB TV because that has a lot of good information. We'll answer a lot of your questions. I'm only one guy. Uh, I can't do it all, so I need a lot of collaboration. Uh, we're we're looking at partners right now. Uh, we have we're we are a limited cooperative association, so we do have patron members. We have investor members. So if you want to get involved and you ha and you have some funds that you would like to invest and be get involved in the hemp industry, you can become a patron member. If you use a if you use any hemp product at all, you're a patron. Or if you want to be an investor member, and that's all spelled out on the website and. There'll be a back, we're not done with the website yet. There'll be a backside to the website for this, just the shareholders. And that's where we'll do our voting for our, uh, our board of directors and stuff. But also there, the, there'll be an area there that we're going to call the hemp list, kind of like Craigslist, mm -hmm. where all the shareholders can interact with each other and, and share whatever they want to share, whether it's, you know, cultivars or equipment or help or, uh, it's expertise, or, and we'll have a lot of resources posted on there. But that's just going to be for the shareholders only. But the front part will also have the the hemporium where people can anybody can just go there and, and purchase hemp products. So because we we have to build the markets up, so so every, this has 
you can't grow all the hemp if you have no markets for all the products. So, so we, and you're building your site right now to put up the hemp products because they're not yeah, there yet. So that's yeah, in the process of it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. The site is up, and and but just realize <laughs> that it's not it's not totally finished yet. Yeah, right, it's a yeah. lot of work to do that. Now, and, as far as people uh, participating, is it only Americans or is this open globally? It's open to anyone. Right. Um, and there you can you can sign up as a shareholder on the site if you like um, we we originally looked at at crowdfunding and uh, there was some questions about whether it's because we're a Colorado cooperative whether other people from out of state could do could could participate right. and there was no answers in any of the statutes right. or, or any kind so I ended up calling the SEC legal department and asking them and they didn't know the answer because nobody had asked the question. <laughs> well, but, now they been asked. <laughs> but they finally got back to me and said, yes, you can. And they approved us being on a, on a crowdfunding website, which is, goes globally. And so that told me legally we can, we can solicit from, from any country uh, and any state that, we, that wants to participate. And our, again, our, our, our ultimate goal is to have similar cooperatives in every state yeah. and then every cooperative owns shares of every other cooperative so we can all share uh, all those best practices, standard yeah. operating procedures, cultivars, sales and marketing of the materials that we're producing and on and on and on. So again, we're collaborating on a much right. bigger level. There's enough for everything to go around and, and the whole thing is when, when something is working, you know, why try and compete with it, yeah. work with it, duplicate it, yeah. right? And you know, then we just see the whole principle of what it is grow, yeah. right? Like Colorado, we have it divided into six regions. We want to have a processing facility in every region. And then each region kind of has its own, their own local control over their region. And so you still can make decisions you're not being dictated to by the outside right. and but but then we can all work together and and uh, and build the industry and and hold down our expenses because you're not having to haul that material 300 miles or something right. to the nearest yeah, processing center it makes sense i mean the whole thing makes sense the hemp makes sense everything that it can do you know i want to see this get out there and start being the wheat so to call, you know, yeah. and the way it grows, you know, like the corn, the way it grows. I want to see hemp out there. There's just far too many things that it can do that can be yeah. the future for this planet. And there's so many benefits. I can't hear a downside to right. anything. You know, everything you've talked about, there hasn't been any downside to it. You know, there might be no. that, you, you know, the weather, um, but the only there's nothing that, but that causes a problem. Nothing causes a problem with it. Everything can be used. Yes. And that's the beauty of it. And, and the way it can be used isn't a side thing. It's, it's a huge industry on its own. Right. So there's so many industries that come off this. Right. That, you know, it's just a lovely spider web that keeps growing and growing. Yeah. Well, you know, I've, it, I'm no youngster. And it, yeah, you should be retiring now, not starting it, again. It, <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's like I just found my passion. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it, but it took me those 60 plus years to learn all the lessons I needed to yep. learn to know what my, what truly my passion is and, and why that's my passion. So, yep. so yep. this is my passion. I'm going to be 
working for working on this the rest of my days and we just are looking for people to to join us to collaborate with us to help us because again i'm only one guy and i'm not going to be around forever so everybody's got to pitch in and help and build this industry into what it can be and you know supply food and housing and 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 clothing for every person on earth and yeah. and make everybody's lives better and that's what we're working towards and you know your your um you know your other platform that you had which i always got the name wrong i'm not even going to try it because <laughs> listening back to the show i yeah. just you know, i just i just couldn't get my head, uh, name around yeah. it but you know the principle of what you had there could be so merged into this well this you could is bring the two together we brought because that it's the same principle you know yeah we brought that global picture down yeah. to the local level Right. utilizing hemp so right. we're, we're using that those same principles but we focused on hemp to to, to and do then that. from that seed we'll grow the back. whole global picture will grow back again so exactly. it's the same thing that you were trying to do there of bringing communities global right. community together like-minded heart soul spirit people exactly coming together you're just doing it now with the product hemp so yes. it's just the merging of the two now so yeah so, um, what else you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've covered a lot here, which we yes. definitely have. And, you know, I always knew hemp was a good product, but I didn't know it could do that much or how much benefit it is. And I just, we're constantly hearing about disasters and this and that, but there's always answers, you know, and hemp seems to be something that really could help so many areas as an interim to helping the soil rejuvenate, oxygenate, something that can grow that, that can be a, of an industry for something while it is rejuvenating and rebuilding its natural self. So I just see it being an, an incredible product in so many different areas. And, you know, thank you for for instead of retiring, you know, pouring <laughs> yourself into this, you know, um, for me until I can't hear, see, or do anything anymore, I'm also going to be doing this forever. <laughs> Good. Uh, you know, be what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, you for having us on oh, your always, program. Always. You know, when you find somebody with that conviction and that passion, that is definitely what's driving you. It's a brilliant product, but it's not just what the product can do, it's how it can bring people together, how it serves so many communities, how you Easy, it could be started up it's not like a massive investment to start it up is it well it's gonna take money but it's yes, not but it's it, not like some of the industries that you know no. basically a good piece of land you know the proper seed yeah. the proper cultivation of it and then obviously having a place to market it or well that yeah it all, it, it. Well, all boils down to having the processing facility yeah. and we just want to be at the tier one processing facility, make those five products, the seed, the flower, the bass, the herd, and the biochar. And then those will go to second tier processors yes. or manufacturers. They can do with it what they want. And that are, we stop right there. So right. that, that, that just stimulates local business, little hemp, hemp cottage industries, yeah. if you will, and brings economic security uh, more economic stimulus to rural America. And then also we're looking at a third step too. We want to have all of those. Uh, we want to have the processing facility and right across the street have the uh, second tier processors or manufacturers. And then somewhere near have the retail side of that too. 
So you've come full circle on, on the on the scale, and and you you're stimulating the economy, local economy, in three ways. You've got people working at the processing facility, people working at the manufacturing facility, and people working in the retail side. So right. we're, we're proposing that for here in La Junta. We're talking to Greeley about that, and we're talking to people in Texas about that. So that's that's kind of the bigger, uh, the bigger stimulus is not only just the processing facility, but the manufacturing and the retail side. I mean, there's an awful lot of jobs that are going to be lost now through automation. Yes. So we need new industries. Yes. And we need new industries that serve the planet, that serve humanity, that also create sustainability and jobs. This yeah. can be it. And good jobs, not, not, good jobs. not minimum wage jobs. No. And, and jobs that you're producing something that isn't just serving the ivory towers. Right. It's serving the whole yeah. community and it's something you can take pride in being a part of because you know that there isn't contamination and what's going out in it. It's not a GMO right. product sure. right, harming someone. So again, a win-win. So I think, um, you know, that there are a lot of towns and things out there that are needing to rejuvenate because industry has left. This yes. is the people should be coming to talk to you. How can we do this? Because it could rejuvenate our our town all right so this is yes. you know let's look further than just here guys let's look at the expansion and what it can mean to your community and especially to communities that industries have left or are changing and right. you have a high workforce this is an industry that is really so far building it's unbelievable so they should get hold of you right yep. just go to our website cohpc.org and uh, you can find a lot of information. Again, there's several uh, uh, places on the uh, on the media where that we've been on. Uh, so you can this watch will be those. on there as well. Don't forget this, to share this, this show too. Yes, yes, this show will be on there also. Uh, and right now, like I said, the, the big thing right now is education. Yes. Getting out the proper uh, education about the hemp plant, how it's different from the cannabis the yes. rest of the cannabis plants and and, and what, just how what much benefits. it can do yes i mean this is the thing it just how much can it do you know there's so many building materials that have become so expensive well, we have to get them from other countries yeah and then there's the tariff war and this war and oh, that war you know how about you make it quote in country Yes. You know, this is truly American made. And if you want to do it in Canada, can Canada made, you sure. know, it doesn't matter where you are. If you want to set this up in whatever country, right. You can still be part of that cooperative where the yes. information and everything is being shared. Yeah. So. A lot of other countries are ahead of us on some of that. Yeah. Um, some of the European countries. Yes. Even, well, European uh, countries are way ahead in a number of things. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll, okay, we'll catch up. But the, the nice thing is we get to rejuvenate this industry using 21st century technology. Yes. So, yes. so that, that is a, that's a real godsend. And, and we're going to be able to expand it at a much faster rate than, than if we were back in 1920 or something right exactly yeah exactly technology is absolutely brilliant but let's use it productively with a natural product that serves so many different areas right well this has been wonderful thank you thanks for changing directions you you're in <laughs> well, a good just direction more here. focus just more focus yeah yeah it still involves people and community and citizenship Yes. You know, it, it's global citizenship that you've been promoting and you're doing it now, but you're just using 
the product hemp as a platform in which to build those communities and build that citizenship. So it's still all done, you know, in, in, um, in favor of humanity stepping up and humanity seeing themselves as the solution and humanity yeah. looking at each other as a collaborative and not a competition. So. Yeah. And that's all I would say. It's just, if you have that same feeling about what you just said, just join us and help us any way you can. Right. Exactly. It's the future. Yep. Hemp is the future. It's far yes, too it good is. a product, you know, and I'd rather see it become community based everywhere than some big corporation come in. Right. All and right. that's another nice thing about the uh, collaborative uh, model with the cooperative. It There's certain checks and balances in that model that kind of is an anathema to big corporations yeah. being able to come and monopolize everything. So that's another reason we chose that and model. And it is the more cooperatives you have, you know, masses of little pods yeah. coming together, one big corporation is going to find it much harder to stamp you out. Exactly. So if you want to face the giant, come on, David, step yeah. forth. <laughs> and we're, we're, if anybody wants to do a local cooperative in their area, yes. then help, call me. We can help yeah. you do that. We want to we want to help anybody that wants to do that because right. that's that to me is the is the business model of the future. Exactly, a hundred percent. It's not about the big giants anymore. It, you know, we've we've seen how they chew people up and spit them out. It's about communities. You know, obviously the village is only as strong as each other's participation. Yes. So look at your community as your village. What are you participating in? How are you supporting each other? How are you protecting yourselves? you know, from the dictatorship of the big corporates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and you can grow. You can grow is a great concern, but growing as a cooperative means that everybody still has a say. Everybody's yes. still a part of it. Everybody benefits from it. And it's not just promoting the ivory towers. Right. You share the risk, share the rewards. Yeah, exactly. As share the be. responsibility. Yes. Yes. But I mean, the rewards, you know, especially when you, when you, all work together and there is a big reward to it. I mean, the, that collaboration is just so heartfelt and, and so pleasing. There isn't anything like it. Right. So, That's you know, correct. it's not just, you know, the corporate bosses now giving themselves a pat on the back and big shares for all the work you've done. Yeah. You know, this is all of you have done the work. All of you are going to see the benefits. All of you can celebrate that. All of you yeah. can take pride in that and have, you know, a heartfelt feeling of accomplishment. Yeah, there, there, is a, there is a sizable segment of the hemp community that feels exactly that same way. And it's so refreshing to be among a bunch yeah. of people like that, that you just, they, they, they rejuvenate you, you know, they share their energy with you and, and everybody, everybody's energy level goes up. And so that's what we need to promote is, is that type of, uh, um, vibrational enhancement, if you will. Yes. And as I've said on many shows before, we need to be resonating at 580 hertz. That's the love vibration. Yeah. When you're in that, you're feeding the waters. Everything is on a positive frequency where you don't wish to do harm to anyone. You only wish to share love and kindness and caring. And yeah. that will actually take the pressure off the earth and put us all on a much better level. So most certainly let's raise some good yes. vibrations. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, my, my daily mantra is I am, give gratitude to the powers that be, to God, if you will, 
for every nanosecond of love, mm-hmm. joy, mm-hmm. and perfect peace. Yes. And perfect peace is an inside job. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And it is, I think, also, as you said, you found your calling. I found my calling here with yes. Self-Discovery Media. When you find it and you really, truly love what you're doing, you're so committed to what you're doing, it isn't a job. It's no. a passion. It's a conviction. Yes. Yes. And, it, and it, you are resonating on that love vibration all the time. Yes. And that frequency of love and passion and conviction is constantly going out, being picked up by others. So, yes. you know, step into yeah. your passion. Right? And you're in training them by yes. raising their vibration. Yes, unknowingly, you've just, you know, turned the volume yep. up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for turning my volume up. Ah, thank you very much. Thank you for what you're doing. I'm delighted to see him, you know, back on, you know, really getting out there. And none of this boulder dash that was there. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and it's up to us to, to maintain it, to sustain it, to, to build it. It's up to us. Don't please look to your politicians. Don't look to any of that. We change the laws by, by changing the way everything else is done. And it means community. Community is always stronger than a loud voice. So yes. be, the, be the song that drowns that annoying voice out of the picture. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, you. love. Thank you so much. And great to have you back on again. I still invite you to go and listen to his other show with us, which is here on the posting. Um, it, although he talks about, you know, the citizenship, he's just doing it in a different way. This is a different citizenship that he's talking about right now because he's taking hemp as being the source to build that citizenship out. So it's all about community. It's all about coming together. It's all about love and respect for one another, embracing each other's differences and contributions, but everything is about service. What service can I be to you and you to me? Because that's how the world goes around. So thank you so much, Dwayne. Thank you, Sarah. Until next time, folks, remember you are the answer that we seek. There is also a solution and we invite you to be a part of it. Until next time, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show and were inspired to come and visit us at selfdiscoverymedia.com and see what other shows we have for you. And please do visit our selfdiscoverycommunity.org and see how you can be a part of giving back. Thank you very much.